0: I can already tell that it's going to be one of those mornings. We have got to get that double espresso machine working. So my cheerleaders will be up in, in here and, yeah, let me know that they agree. How do, you, how do you say, I agree? Really? That's one way, I guess. Amen! Amen means I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. So, a hearty amen every now and then. Amen! Thank you. You know, honestly, uh, when I was in Warren, Ohio, we, we had, uh, I went to a church that was predominantly white. And we had a church that was across town that was predominantly black. And it was really cool because twice a year, we switched churches and we joined each other. And I want to tell you what I loved about being in the black church was those people knew how to encourage their pastor, and I mean even the keyboard uh, they had two, they would be playing with the guy as he was preaching, and it was so cool. But so, Sarah, you got some work to do. <laughs> uh, well, today. Uh, I just wanted to get into a little bit of what might happen next week. Um, you know, obviously, Holy Spirit Conference, and I know that many of you have been inviting people, uh, whether they're sick or just need Jesus or just need God, the, the Holy Spirit. You know, There are so many reasons to come to church. Um, and not to say you can't get this somewhere else in your home, you know, the early church, that's how it was established. Their church was in their home because they, they didn't have access to the temple like we do. However, uh, some things just seem to be generated more in a, in a larger atmosphere. And I think there's a place for both. I, I think both are needed. Uh, we need that small group setting, we, know, we need that intimate group of friends, but we also need the bigger uh, church as well. So, I wanted to take this Sunday to prep you for what could happen next Sunday. All right? Say to your neighbor, it all depends on you. And now make it personal. Say to your neighbor, it all depends on me. If we really want to see God move... We need to come hungry. We need to come expecting. That's the title of today's message. Come hungry, come expecting. And it all depends on you, and it all depends on me. When God's people are hungry for more of Him, He fills them. But you've got to get to that place. You know, if if you come in here... and it's just sort of an aside for the week yeah let's get church over with what are you saying what are you saying to God man have you ever walked into a place where you thought people were your friends and they all ignored you how does that make you feel you're just like what happened right we're supposed to be intimate with our Creator. Yeah, That's how He designed us. To be intimate with Him. To be uh, faithful, loyal. To expect m- that He would join us each day, not just on Sunday morning. It should be a part of our life. Do you get up in the morning expecting that God's going to do something supernatural in your life? Some of you do. and I, Hey, Congratulations, that's awesome. And I I hope that many of us will discover, if I can call it this, the secret to more of God. What needs to happen is that we need to come expecting God to meet us right where we're at. And listen, here's the best part with God you don't have to be somebody special, you already are. You don't have to become somebody for God to want to be in your life. You're already that person that he wants to spend that time with. And we've got to get over all of these inhibitions that we seem to have. The things that, that, that the devil whispers in our ear and he says, Oh, you're not worthy. We do that, don't we? Oh, God doesn't want to spend time with me. I'm just a lousy sinner. Duh! <laughs> I know that. So am I. I failed more than once last week. I'll tell you that. I won't tell you what I did. I'm just going to tell you. I'm human. And there are days when I I just struggle to get along just like you. There are other days, other weeks that I'm just like, you know, like I'm going to the football game and I'm rooting for my team. That's what I do for you guys. And that's more often than not. But there are are weeks when I just feel like, man, the devil has been eating my lunch this week. And it's like Shannon said last week. She said, we've got to realize, look, you grab that sword of righteousness and you chop that turkey's legs off. He's got no business messing with you. Right? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. What I'm about to share with you should be applied to our lives every week. But I'm specifically focusing on next week because I believe that God showing up or not is directly connected to our expectation. Our amount of faith that we're willing to put into this. Back in 1995, something supernatural happened in Brownsville, Florida. Those of you who are older, (laughs) will say how old, older might remember that. And five hungry ministers from Mount Hope Church in Lansing took the time from their busy schedules to check out what that something was. They went expecting the supernatural. When God shows up, it is often because his people have been going after him. We see this in Acts 2, right? We're 120 men and women. were waiting in the upper room in Jerusalem for something supernatural to happen. Jesus said, go and wait. They did. They expected. And what happened? The Holy Spirit showed up, didn't he? And... There were tongues of fire. They they said it looked like fire floating over them, and they began to speak in languages that they had never learned. The result was that the Holy Spirit came, and He infiltrated the natural with the super, His presence, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And, of course, they prophesied. In 1901, a little bit closer to our generation, uh, Topeka, Kansas, a bunch of Bible students had gathered. And you know what they wanted? More of God. More of God. They didn't know what they were going after, but they went after him. They read the, the encounter in Acts and they said, you know what? If he did it then, why wouldn't he do it today? And the Holy Spirit showed up. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoken languages they did not learn. Glossolalia, tongues as we often call it. In 1906, just a few years later, the Azusa Street Street Revival broke out. And this was an amazing event because, number one, and I'm not trying to talk any kind of color here, but it happened to be a black man that started it in this little building in the middle of uh, California, Los Angeles area, and uh, the Holy Spirit showed up. People were hungry. Now here's what happened that's you know it's God, because at that time, blacks and whites were segregated. They were separated. They didn't do things together. Once the Holy Spirit fell on this building, they couldn't keep people. They couldn't keep people away. They were lined up in the streets. They were looking in, building platforms on the outside of the building. Even the ones on the outside in the streets were hit with the power of God, with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues and they prophesied, and there were all kinds of other signs and wonders that followed. That was an amazing event then in Pensacola Florida spiritual revival broke out on Father's Day 1995 and it lasted about five years which is a pretty good chunk of time people from all over the world from various denominations came to experience more of God Jesus said don't go after the signs go after the giver of the signs our responsibility isn't to go after the signs ooh I want to see God move our responsibility is to, to let God know how much we love him and how much we want of him and by doing that he honors that and he begins to move in his way in his time you can't manufacture it. There's no A, B, do A, B, C, and then D will happen. It's up to him. But I believe he does honor his people when they go after him. Many went to Brownsville, Florida. Pensacola. That included five hungry ministers from Lansing, Michigan, who became part of the hundreds and thousands of people Who flocked to that church over that five-year period and did I mention that I was one of them I was hungry I I wanted more of God and I I'd been uh, working in the ministry there in Lansing for about three years and things were going well there but you know sometimes you begin to feel dry and you begin to ask yourself is there more and I think this world is primed for more of God right now. I do. I think that the Lord is just waiting for His vessels, his, his people, to go after Him with a hunger like we've not ever gone after Him before. And I believe if we'll do that, He will show up and He will feed us. How hungry were the people that came to Brownsville? Some (laughs) came early in the morning because there were nights when they didn't have enough room for everybody and they had to turn them away. I mean, that's heartbreaking when you've got people that literally were flying in from Australia and other countries, Korea, just to get more of God and they'd get there and they couldn't get in. That's pretty cool, though, too. <laughs> so people would come out in the, in the wee morning hours, like 8 in, in the morning. And I don't know if you've been to Florida, but let me just say, it's uh, not the kind of place that you really want to hang out on a sidewalk all day long, waiting for church to start. But these people were hungry, and they wanted to get the good seats. So they got there early. One of the signs of a genuine move of God is that hungry people arrive early to get the better seats. And, and by that, I, listen, I don't mean I'm not looking down on anybody that likes to park in the back. Pastor Barb. Because that's her spot. So that way she could pray and see everybody that's what that's what she tells me that she doesn't want me to spit on her because if she gets up here Nola <laughs> people wanted more of him and they went to desperate measures to be able to get into this building where they heard, God was there. God was moving. It was pretty cool. They were eager, they were expecting, they were hungry. The five of us ministers that went down from Lansing that drove a thousand miles to get there one way, we didn't know that you had to get there early. If you wanted a seat, we got there about 3.30 in the afternoon. and It was already questionable whether or not we would be able to get in. Because we were that far back from the main entry. And thank God, he knew our hearts. And people were coming out and they're going, anybody here a minister? <laughs> hey, five of us right here. Hey, you guys, yeah, come with me. So we got to get in because they need altar workers. So. <laughs> Woohoo! Finally, a benefit to being a pastor. <laughs> it was an amazing event, if I can put it that way. When we went in, we were separated. There, there wasn't enough room for us to all sit together. And the amazing thing was that I got stuck, and I say that affectionately, between a Catholic priest and an Episcopal minister. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. When people are hungry for God, denominational tags disappear And we, we worshiped the King together. We sang our hearts out, and none of us could sing that well. And we were under just as much conviction as the next guy. Our clergy tags meant nothing. We were all hungry people, and God was honoring that. Hallelujah. The Lord showed up. Another observation that I've made is that hungry people have a heightened sense of His holiness. And we need to get this part because I think sometimes we, we excuse how we live our lives. And it's pretty easy to do when the Holy Spirit's saying, look, I've told you this, I'm a holy God. And my people need to be holy. Do you remember when Moses was introduced to the Lord through the burning bush? What did he say to him? Exodus 3, 5, he said, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. That's how it was in this place, in this building. The night was electric. I don't know if you've heard the name Lindell Cooley, Pastor Lindell. And he wrote a bunch of songs back then that we sang for years in the church. They've kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit anymore, but They were amazing songs for the day and it just drew you in to the presence of god and as we worshiped together as we sang these songs together finally the preacher got up and he began to speak and i i don't even remember what he said and it wasn't that it wasn't important or a good message it was just that i wasn't there for that i wanted god And I think he might have got close to the end and and the the people just flooded the altars. You don't see that very often. But why not? Why not? And I know a lot of us, and I've heard some of you this week, my, my younger brother yesterday came up to see me and He said his his, uh, knee was killing him. You know, at this age, that happens. Your knees don't cooperate like they used to. So to kneel could hurt. You don't have to kneel. Unless you want. You lay out on on your face. If that works for you or you can just stand something happens when you move from there to here and I'm trying to paint a picture for you I believe God meets you where you're at you take that baby step of faith he's right there with you you take that giant leap of faith he's right there with you what he gives you is directly proportional to what you're willing to put into it and I think that would stand under scripture hallelujah why did the people run to the altar was it because they felt like the mighty smiter was going to smite them If they didn't, have you ever watched God, uh, what's what's the, what is it? God Almighty, yeah. It's kind of a joke. The mighty smiter is not going to smite you. That wasn't why those people ran to the altar. The reason that they ran to the altar was they sensed his holiness and they knew they needed to get rid of something there were things in their life that needed to be forgiven that the blood of jesus needed to cleanse them from and the altar was a place where that happened can it happen in your seat it can does it sometimes but more often than not by you taking that step of faith god meets you where you're at and i'm not Hear my heart today. I am not trying to work anything up. Heaven forgive me if that's the case. My heart is that we'll all come in to this building, not just next Sunday, but following and following and following, expecting a move of God in this place. If somebody comes in sick, they'll be healed. If somebody needs to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, they'll be baptized. If somebody needs their marriage restored, it'll be restored. And so on and so forth. If somebody just needs a God hug, sometimes that can change a person's life. The trajectory can drastically move from over here to to over here, just just from God, meeting them right where they're at. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Matthew 5.3, I'm sorry, I've got 5.3, I don't know if it's, it's 5.3, not 3.5. I don't know how I did that. I am dyslexic. Do not come any closer. Oh, that's the wrong one. How about that one? That's the right one. <laughs> That's what I did. I wasn't dyslexic. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. <laughs> you know, he just, Jesus said a bunch of cool things. And Someday I'm going to do a sermon on the, uh, the Temple Mount and, and what he did there. But until then, just know that if you're hungry, He's going to feed you. If you're hungry, He is going to feed you. Hallelujah. So important. Do you realize that you need Him? A secondary part of this holiness is this hungry people have a sense of urgency to be cleansed, that's why they filled the altar. They wanted to know that if God moved, if the Lord was going to impart something that day, they wanted it. They wanted everything the Lord had. Like I said, people traveled from across the globe to get there, 12,000 miles to get there. That's pretty amazing, I think. We had only driven 1,000 miles. But if you'd seen this minivan and the guys that were in it, Whew. And I won't go into detail because there, <laughs> there are things that happened uh, that uh, they'd make you laugh, but they weren't fun at the time. Uh, like one of the guys had a lot of gas. <laughs> Here's the other part of this. When hungry people receive from the Lord... They want to share what the Lord's shared with them. After Acts 2, Topeka, Azusa, Brownsville, Toronto, and so many others, the people went out and told the world that they had met with God. When I sat between the priest and the Episcopal minister, At the end of that night we all had the holy glow on us like moses coming off that mountain i'm telling you it was just amazing nobody had to tell me i'd met with god i knew i had it was real they knew they had it was real and in our hearts we wanted to take that back to to our home churches but here's the thing And the question is and you have to answer this do you hunger for more of God? I've done this illustration before, but some of us come in with, "This is our little thimble." "Oh, please, kind sir, won't you fill me?" True. Can I get a good amen? Amen. You know it's true. And it might be that you're sitting out there today thinking, well, that's because I don't deserve it. I know. (laughs) None of us do. Right? But we come in here with our our little thimble. Okay, Lord, fill it. And you know what the Holy Spirit's saying? Really? Really? Is that all you want? Camera guy's going crazy now. We ought to be coming in with, Oh, kind sir. Please fill it. And if you haven't figured it out, this is our our level of faith. So how are you going to come in next week, and the week after, and the week after, and the week after? Can you see that at home? (laughs) Or are you coming in with? I believe that the Holy Spirit is challenging us to be this person. Not this person. This person. Or this person. That's not a man and a woman, by the way. It's just <laughs> Level of faith, okay? Come on. I'm just going to do this. You figure it out you figured out I believe that we're entering one of the darkest ages man has ever had to go through in its in its history but though it's dark it's also opportunity for our light to shine brighter than ever and it's going to require God's people to be so full of Him that the darkness can't break through it. Doesn't matter where you go, you're going to have angels loosed around you. And, you know, this is a story from years ago, but it just tucked into my brain. This uh, woman minister who was in the Bronx and she was ministering to a lot of the different people there. Well, one day, some of the gangbangers decided they were going to have their way with her. And she had no clue. And she was at the entrance to this community room where they worked, and these guys came up expecting to do some pretty nasty things with her. And they got up to her, and she said that they all looked at her or looked through her or something, and then all of a sudden they ran. And she didn't understand it. She didn't know what had happened until about a week later. And one of the guys came in, and, and, and she recognized him, and she said, why'd you, why'd you run last week? He goes, lady. He says, I want to tell you something. He says, We'd come here to do some things. And when we got up to you, there were these two nine foot dudes standing behind you doing this. He said, What would you have done? God put two angels behind her. Now, does that happen every time? No. But that day it happened. And I believe that in these dark days, we, the church, we're going to see things like this happen. Angels are going to be loosed around you and about you. And people are going to be given sight of them in order to prevent them from harming you. We need that. You and I. But here's the sad part. And I say this to everybody here and on camera. Don't shrink back in these days. Don't let your heart grow cold. Jesus said this in Matthew 24, 12. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of some will grow cold. You know that verb right there, or is that an adjective? Whatever it is. Most, whatever that is, most, most people's hearts in these last days are going to grow cold. What does that tell you and me? We had better protect this. Don't put your faith in a gun, in an alarm system, in yourself and your whoa, if you happen to be gifted in that. Put your faith and trust in God Almighty. That's right. That's right. Most of you people live in northern Michigan, maybe a, a few online aren't living here right now. But you understand what it means to keep the cold outside, right? So you don't freeze to death. Do you know how to keep the heart from freezing? That's a question. if you want to keep your heart warm and the fire burning you press into your heavenly father through Jesus the son you invite the Holy Spirit to take up habitation in you to live in you you let God know that nothing nothing will satisfy your soul but him And this goes back to what I said earlier. Don't go after the gifts. Don't go after the signs and wonders. Go after the giver of the gifts. Go after the giver of the signs and wonders. Hallelujah. He alone can satisfy you. He alone can keep the heater of your heart burning. But what often happens is that that people... They get the nudge to go deeper with God, as some of you are right now, and they start, they start convincing themselves they're not worthy, that they've been disqualified. <laughs> Nobody's qualified, but one. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus. He's the only one that's qualified. He is the great qualifier. He is the great equalizer. He is the great justifier. That's my key. I think I've heard that before. You and I were saved by the grace of God and through His mercy. Ephesians, if you can go to the next one there, John. John. Ephesians 2 8 through 10 God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this You can't take credit for this It is what? (laughs) It's a gift hallelujah Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we do how many people have I met that? I'm a good person I'm gonna go to heaven because I did this and I did that no there's only one thing that qualifies you, and that's when you put your trust in Jesus Christ. And then you're qualified. And none of us can boast. For we are God's, and I shared this a couple of weeks back, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what it means to be born again, to be saved by the grace of God. Not through our own works, but through the blood of the Lamb. When we trust Jesus, we become qualified for all that God has for His people. We become justified through the blood of Jesus Christ and His righteousness. So don't overthink your salvation, nor your place in the kingdom of God. But also don't understate your position. If you're born again, you're born again. If you're God's, you're God's. Trust that your salvation is sealed in His Son, Jesus. And your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Will the devil try to convince you otherwise? Oh, yeah. Weekly, right? For some of you, daily. <laughs> it is finished when you put your trust in Jesus. You know, Easter is just a few weeks out. We're going to get into this a whole lot more. <laughs> I love it this time of year. Not just because the ice is coming off the lake and I can go fishing again. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. I love it because... It represents new life. All that snow melts and you're left with, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Barb's shaking her head down. I have a big dog. We'll stop there. But that, that actually adds nutrients to the ground and then the stuff comes up. New life. Squirrel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Romans 8.1, that's where I was. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Say that with me. For now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. Say it one more time. For there is no condemnation for those who belong to To Christ Jesus. What is it? What's the address? Say it. Say it with me louder. Come on. You in the front row. Romans 8.1 I know you have a voice. I've heard it. Why am I making you do that? Because when you start hearing that little... My mom always had toy fox terriers. I mean, one swift, and you could have really sent them sailing. Not that I ever did that. But they'd come at you, and
1: it,
0: and you're just like, really? Dude, you realize all I have to do is, that's the devil. And he, he comes at Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: All you've got to do is remember this. Romans 8, 1. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You remind him of that. And stop taking his garbage. Because you're a child of God and you are qualified. You are qualified. You are justified. You are made in His righteousness to the glory of God. Hallelujah. So as we begin to close, are you hungry for more of God? Sarah, you could play softly and then I'm going to have you play this song that we ended with during worship. Are you hungry for more of God? If you are, the first step is to prepare yourself to meet the Lord. To take off your sandals like the Lord told Moses. If you've not already to repent of your sins. And and that's as simple as just saying, Lord, Norm again. I blew it. Wash me clean. Forgive me. Help me to place my feet on good good ground, Lord. Help me to build my house on the solid rock, not in the shifting sand. Cleanse me from my unrighteousness through the blood of Christ. Second, expect. Say that with me. Expect that the Lord is going to meet you right where you're at. When Zacchaeus climbed that tree, remember the short, the wee little guy? And he climbed that tree. Why? Because he wanted to see the king. And what was Jesus' response? Was it just, oh, hey, Zacchaeus, see you up there in the tree? Is that, is that the end of it? What did he do? He said, hey, Zacchaeus, come on down here, man. I'm having dinner at your place. Zacchaeus put himself out there because he wanted more of God and God said, I accept. Let's eat together. (laughs) That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's up to you. Whether God shows up today or next Sunday or the Sunday after that, It's up to you. Let me say this too, and this wasn't in my notes, but just to say, I have been in services where I've walked out just going, wow, that was awesome. And the guy next to me went, what? That was dry. That was stupid. What's the difference? One expected, and one expected nothing. And guess what? They both got what they expected. That's good preaching. So I challenge you going back to you choose. What's it going to be? Or. Uh, having trouble bending over it. You choose what level of God you want. Get on your faces before God this week. Show Him that you're hungry for more of the Lord and that you're expecting that He'll fill you. And next week and the week after. My last scripture, third, has to do with Ephesians 2. Recognize that you, we, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Passion Translations puts it like this, this entire building, not referring to the church building, but to Laura, and Norm, and Nola, and the other one over there, June. I'm just messing with you. And Ron, and Margie, and John. And I could go around the room, and Corey. Listen, we make the temple of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. This entire building is under construction and is continually growing under His supervision until it rises up, completed as the holy temple of the Lord Himself. God is raising up His church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And you and I, we, we are those, those stones that He's putting together. Like Peter. Peter, Peter's name was literally stone and as he, he puts these stones together as His temple. And eventually... He's going to say it's finished. How many can get excited? Because when he says that, <laughs> woo, his church is going up. Verse 22, this means that God is transforming each one of you. Look at your neighbor and say that's you. God is transforming each one of you into the Holy of Holies, His dwelling place, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Living where? You. Woohoo! Can you stand to your feet on that one? If you're able. So I want to encourage you. This week, next week, and beyond. Listen, we've got a special speaker coming, but the most special speaker is the Holy Spirit. This guy is anointed. His ministry, he's got a proven track record. But that has nothing to do with the move of God. If God chooses to move, God's going to move. And I believe that He will if you and I are expecting Him to move. He not only wants to be in this church, hear this, He wants to be in you. Do the necessary house cleaning. Get rid of those idols that are taking up space and keeping you from God's very best. I said this earlier, sort of, the condition of your heart is directly proportional to how much the Holy Spirit puts in you what are you expecting what condition are you in if you've got sin in your life and I I would extend this to you today come to the altars and just say Lord forgive me if you just this is you today I want more I'm I'm going to extend the come to the altar receive from him today as I close this part out if you want more of God and this is true for everybody here everybody listening online then you need to come hungry and you need to prepare a place for him to live In you in you we're gonna sing the Holy Spirit song here and I'm just gonna ask if if you're inclined to come then just come up here and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pray uh, as the Holy Spirit leads but I'm not forcing anybody to come up here but if you'd like come sense his presence here today <laughs> I hope you can too and, and honestly what I sense the Lord is saying to us is church keep expecting tomorrow Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday keep expecting that I'm going to move, I'm going to show up, I'm going to do the supernatural in your natural lives. I'm going to meet you right where you're at. If you need salvation, I'm here to give you that. If you need healing, I'm here to give you that. If the people around you need a miracle, I'm here to give them that through you. If you're expecting then great things are going to happen, and signs and wonders will follow you. Don't let your faith guard down. Keep it strong. Keep it high. Keep expecting from me. I am your God. I am the God. I am the great I am. And there's nothing I can't do on your behalf. Keep expecting. Keep expecting. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for the love that You have for us, that You are willing to send Jesus in our place, on our behalf, to take our sins upon Him, that He might become sacrifice once and for all and that we would not have to suffer the due punishment we had coming Lord we give you all the glory and all the praise and we place ourselves this temple into your hands today in the name of Jesus and we pray Holy Spirit come overcome us (laughs) fill us up Lord fill us up with your Holy Spirit And I pray that when we walk through the community, whether it's in this town or another, that the demons and the devils would shudder and they would know that person is a child of the King. Leave them alone. Leave her alone. We look forward to what you're going to do with us, Lord. Now keep us on the right track. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Come here. Yeah. I don't know if the same place or not. No, I meant. Did you you have a job or three jobs or whatever it is? Did you need another job? Get up here. Bart, would you come on up? Austin. Jeff. Myers. Come up here. Thank you, Jesus. So, June worked for the Ponderosa. If you remember seeing her lovely face and smiling at you as you came in. how many years there? Almost 20. 18 years. And you need a job. And I felt like the Lord was just saying, you know what, June's a good example. Hold this. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for June and Nola, Lord, these two women of God. They're precious in your sight. And we love them, too. Lord, we ask tonight, or today, just a supernatural touch on each of these ladies, Lord. That you would open heaven's door, that there would be an open heaven for these two, and that you would give them their heart's desire. Lord, I know she made pretty decent money working for Pondo, but Lord, I pray that you would provide more than that. Lord, that the increase would be substantial for both June and Nola and Lord that you would just do a miracle in these ladies lives yes. And Lord we thank you in advance for what you're going to do and the jobs that you're going to give these two or maybe you're just going to bless them and, and uh, just the money's just going to pour out of that tree behind their house I don't know but whatever you choose Lord we don't want to put you in any kind of box so we pray for increase Lord blessing on these two And we pray this all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you. Thanks for letting me do that. I I know you don't like coming up here, but that's why I do it. Father, again, as we leave this place today, let us take you with us. Our bucket of faith. Lord, we love you and, and keep us safe. Give us an opportunity to share what you've already given us. Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do next Sunday as well. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So don't forget.